Okay, good evening, Rabbi It uh, continues to be a uh, a zechus for me. Anytime I have the opportunity to speak to uh, the Bnei Yeshiva, that's a zechus I don't take for granted. Um, don't take your time for granted, and uh, let's learn something. It was um, the last night of Hanukkah, 1931. In Kiel, Germany, it's a very small town, a population of about 500 Jews. And the last night of Hanukkah that year was Erev Shabbos. And the Rav, the town, Rabbi Akiva Baruch Posner, was running around like we all are, Erev Shabbos, getting ready. And he lit the menorah in the window. But the window of the Posner house overlooked the Nazi headquarters in Kiel, Germany. And Posner's wife, Rachel, decided to take a picture. The picture which is astonishing has a menorah in the foreground in the window. And the background is the Nazi banner draping along the side of the Nazi headquarters in Kiel, Germany. And after the photograph was developed, in the old days you used to develop a photograph. You can talk about it later if you want to know how. She wrote on the back, of the picture as follows. Hanukkah 56.92. She wrote it in German. Judea dies. Thus says the banner. Judea will live forever. Thus respond the lights. That photo and the menorah that is pictured within it are both still can be found in Yad Vashem to this very day. We know that after being sold into slavery, Yosef HaTzadik finds himself in the home of Potiphar. And we know that after he finds a lot of success, Vayi Kayom he goes into the house to do his work. There's nobody home that day. Yosef did his work every day. What was unique today? Rav says, yeah, he went to do his work like a usual day. Shmuel says, Yosef was finally ready to give in to Aisha's Potiphar and to be involved in the worst relationship with her. 
Bosa Shah, that moment, says the Gemara, Bosa, the Yukdil Sha'avi, for that moment, Yosef saw the vision of his father's face. Vinira Salah, Bachalon. And he saw his father's face where? In the window. Amrlo, he said to him, Yosef, Asidin Achecha, Shiyichtavu, Al Avni Eifo. In the future, there's going to be a Kohen Gadol. He's going to have an eightfold. He's going to have a Choshen. He's going to have the names of all of your brothers. Do you want your name to be erased from the Choshen? At that moment, Yosef comes to his sentence. Vayanas, vayetze achutze. He runs away. And he saves himself. Rabbi Tzvi Ram, Rabbi Nair Yeshiva, asked the following kasha. Of all the places for Yosef to see his father's face, whatever that meant, why the chalon? Why in the window? Why specifically? Then if you tell me because he saw his reflection... 3,800 years ago in Egypt, there were no, no glass in the window. Windows were open spaces. Could have seen his face anywhere. Why is he seen in the chalom? Rabbi Ram pointed out that the word chalom comes the same shoresh as a number of words which all represent Something that is empty. A chalon is an empty space in the wall. A chalal is a corpse. A body that has only the physical body, but the neshama is missing. And this year we're learning Mesachas. Chulun. Chulun is meat that is devoid of any kedush at all. You don't want kachin, you have chulim. People succumb to temptation. We make mistakes when we're feeling a sense of emptiness in our lives. When there's a void. When there's an empty space. So what do we do? We fill it with something. And we find whatever it is that can make us feel good to fill that void, to fill that space. And Yosef is feeling about as empty as a person can feel. His brothers betrayed him. Sold him into slavery. He's all alone in the foreign country. He knows nobody. He's trying to hold on to who he is, but he has forgotten himself. He has nobody and nothing. So one person reaches her hand out and says, come, I'll fill the space. And he almost takes it until he realizes who he is. So where does he see his father's face? Bidafka in the chalon, in that empty space 
in the void that was his life. He sees his father's face, says, Yosef, wake up! Who are you? Where do you come from? He realizes it. And he runs for his life. We know the Alma Farshim point out, famous Mishabura, why it is you have a Sudas, Sudas Purim, no Sudas Hanukkah, because we have more Hanukkah parties than we have Purim parties, but really, no such thing as a Sudas Hanukkah. Why not? Because we know Haman wanted to kill Aguf. He wanted to, if they would say, I'll convert to whatever Persians, whatever they did in those days, they wouldn't have accepted it. The Syrian Greeks didn't want to kill us. What did they want? They wanted us to denounce who we are. To denounce our unique connection to the Rebunnishal. And that's what the Medrash says. They made us right. On the horn of an ox, Eilanu Chelek, Beloke Yisrael. We have no special relationship with the Rebunnishal. And that's why they got rid of three specific mitzvot, at least. Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, and Brasbila. Shabbos, Beini, Beimeneisa, Osi, Liolom. Goyesh, Shabbos, is Chayim, Misa, because Shabbos is only for us in Rebunnishal. Rosh Chodesh is the unique way that we're Makadish Zman. We bring Kedusha into time. And Brismila, the symbol of our unique relationship to the Bon Shalom in our physical bodies. And the way that we're Makadish, the whole, and the way that everyone else in the world makes it Chulin. Their goal was that we should feel that nothing is Kadosh. That there's nothing special about being a Jew. And so to make us write it on the horn of an ox, why? To remind us that when you mess up, Jews, God doesn't want you anymore. He's done with you. There's no such thing as a God of Israel. Because when you mess up, God doesn't want you anymore. He's forgotten about you. So the midst of Hanukkah is not to eat and drink, but to feed the neshama. Kiner mitzvah v'torah or. To connect back to those things that remind us that we do indeed have a chedek beloke Yisrael. That we do indeed have that special relationship with Rebbe And it should be no surprise that if you look at our Chaim, Simon Tafresh, Ayn Aleph, the Mechaber writes, Ideally, where should a person place the menorah? Bechalal HaPesach. In the opening, that space where you enter your house. And if you can't place it there, where do you place it? In the chalon, in the window. We do so to signify, to make clear that we will never allow anything other than Torah and mitzvahs 
than our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, to fill that space, to fill that void in our lives. But I'll ask you, where did Yosef get the strength to see the vision of his father in that window? The Nesiva Shalom writes that he couldn't have, and that Yimbalan Shalom orchestrated it. That's how difficult the Nisayan was. So, let's say not like the Nesiva Shalom. That Yosef did have a strength on his own to overcome. At a time that nobody would have known, there's nobody there. Where do you get the strength from? So when Yosef is first approached from Vayesh's Potiphar, what does the Torah say about him? Vayimain, he refused. Vayomer, and then he said, so he says to her, Your husband gave me everything. I can't do this to him. Salvechik writes, don't make the mistake of thinking that Yosef's explanation is the reason that he refused. The Torah says, Vayimain, and then it says, Vayomer. Vayimain, says the Rav, was a visceral, instinctive refusal. Not logic. It wasn't logic. If you get into logic, you're done already. Yosef was saying to her, are you kidding me? Do you know who I am? Do you know who my father is? And his father? It's something Yosef is saying before you could say it's passionist. I know it's not going to happen. Leave me alone. It's not who I am. But 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 again, how do you have that in him? So there's one other place. The word vayemein does not does not come up that many times in the Torah. But there's one other place in the same parsha where we see it, which is where? Who else is vayemein? Yaakov. When Yaakov finds out that Yosef, he thinks Yosef has died, what does it say? He refused to be comforted. A very strange language. He suffered a tragic loss. But Vayimain is an active refusal to be comforted. Why? It was terrible. It was a tragedy. But Vayimain... Why, why, why specifically now by Yimayim Lehisnachim says Sternbach that Yaakov understood that Yosef was the next link in the chain. There was something special about this kid. Avram had Yitzchak, Yitzchak had Yaakov, Yaakov had Yosef. He had a potential, he had a destiny. And if he's gone, there's something wrong with Jewish history. He believed in him too much. So he refused to believe that it could actually happen that he was really gone. And perhaps we could argue, because many in Mepharshim connect the two Vayimayins, that Yosef, when he was still at home, sensed how much his father believed in him. But his father knew he could be. And he took it with him even after he left him. 
So that when he was approached with the greatest sound of his life, he said, I can't. I, I know. He, he didn't even realize what he was saying. But I know who I am and I know who I can be and this is not who I am. I don't want to be that. That knowledge of what his father believed he could be allowed Yosef to believe in himself. But so we find ourselves in the middle of Hanukkah. But we also find ourselves preparing for finals and eventually Rebbeinah Zmanim. Which is a wonderful time. An opportunity to recharge. We can all use a break. We worked very, very hard this semester. But Benazmanim is also a time of a void. There's just a lot of open space. A lack of Seder Hayom. And it's particularly in those moments when we have to call upon the Mustyukno Shalavinu. We have to remind ourselves sometimes that we're a Ben Melech. To remind ourselves of the potential that Avinu Shabashamayim sees in us. That he's Vayimayim, that he's Nachayim. He refuses to let go of us. And so we should never let go of ourselves either. We all are going to create some type of plan for when we're not in yeshiva, or even if we're staying in yeshiva, which is wonderful, but even then we're going to have some free time. We have to relax. We're going to create a plan for our gashmias during that time, and we should. But we also have to make a realistic plan for our ruchnias to fill the space in a realistic way with realistic goals during that time. Because when we fill that space with the Shashelas HaMesorah, the Vayimayin, Vayosef, the trap on top is the Shashelas. We fulfill ourselves, we fill ourselves with the commitment to Talmud Torah to one more step forward in our Vodas Hashem, to another minute, another hour, another day of success as B'nai Torah. That we fill that spot with the greatest thing there is. Yehuda Mansbach is the grandson of Rabbi and Rebetzin Posner. The woman who took the photo 88 years ago. While the photo and the menorah remain on display in Yad Vashem every year on Hanukkah, the menorah is given back to the family and they use it for the eight nights of Hanukkah before they return it back to Yad Vashem, proving the words of their grandmother correct. While the Nazi banners have long been torn down in Kiel, Germany. The light of the menorah burns brightly in our windows to this very day. We've survived while they're gone. 
because we know how to fill that space in our lives. We know We know of the special relationship that we have to Rebbein Shalom. We know that He believes in us. And because He believes in us, we have the power to believe in ourselves.